0: Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my new co-host, Mike. Mike, glad to see you. I'm glad to have you on the show. This is going to be great. And for our, you know, for this show, we're going to have um, Nick as our special guest. Okay, he comes in like well once every three months or so. Uh, this is episode number um, 161, Free Will and Elliot Roger. We're going to basically discuss like how what happened with him might not have happened, might have happened differently, how our reaction to him would happen differently. Before we do that, as we do with every show, we're basically going to um, talk about, you know, describe what we mean by free will, basically give a quick a refutation of why we don't have it and why this show is important. So, um, Nick, why don't you start us off? Um, why do we, what do we, or no, no, Mike, what do we, when people say um, they have free will, what do they generally mean?
1: Generally, they're talking about, for the most part, um, their conscious mind, and they they think that just because it feels like they have choice, that they're actually completely causing um, all their choices and their preferences, which they're actually not. All right, so, so, the, so um, we, go ahead. Just like the idea that, um... Yeah, that they're almost like the center of control as opposed to there being a series of causes and effects that lead to um, their whole decision-making and action-taking process.
0: Excellent. Okay, so Nick, you want to describe that in more detail? Why, why, describe it in different, in different words why we don't have free will. I'm
2: going to take the Occam's razor approach, keep okay. it very simple. Free will means you could have done otherwise. That's right, it. okay. I'm stopping right and there. And so, like,
0: then I'll, I'll go off that. Basically, the reason we couldn't have done otherwise is because there's only one causal chain in the universe, you know, starting at the Big Bang to the second moment of the universe, the third, the fourth. So it's just, you know... In, in other words, for us to have done otherwise, there would have to have been a different universe or something would have, have to have been different. Okay. And the reason this show is so important is because... Um, Who you
2: gonna pick on first? All right,
1: Mike. (laughs) All right, because uh, if we adopt a no free will mindset, then it definitely alleviates all the games we play of blame and hatred, and uh, a lot of you know uh, self hatred too in the process. Yeah, definitely.
2: Okay, Nick. um, What's the question? Why is the show important? Absolutely, the show is important because the belief in free will or non belief in free will touches everything we do.
0: Yes, and I'm going to, to say, this. The, the show is very important because like John Searle, this famous philosopher, says this in very well. He didn't say it directly about the show, but he said for free will to be understood as an illusion by our world would be a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Newton or Galileo or Darwin, and that it would alter our whole conception, our entire conception of our, of our relation with the universe. That's how big this is. Okay, and, and to be honest, we don't know if this is going to play out in like five, ten years. How long? I mean, like, I don't know how long it took Darwin to get his ideas accepted, but you know, but we're pioneering this, and, and this is good. All right, let's uh, let's go right into the theme: free will and Elliot Roger. Nick, this is you know. Okay, go ahead. Lead First it. of all,
2: Elliot Roger is the mass murderer kid in uh, California who was upset that you know he was a virgin his whole life, and he went and shot like six people and himself. So he titled, he's the first mass murderer that I know of that wrote a detailed causal history or reason history of 141 pages. He called it a manifesto, and he's the first mass murderer I know eloquently, very eloquently wrote detailed uh, journal basically of his entire life of why he did what he did. So we're not excusing his actions, I'm just saying in a way the universe gave us a gift by him writing You know, that doesn't mean, obviously, actions have consequences and you cannot go around murdering people and make excuses, but I think it's a good trail of causality of why he did what he did. So I just want to first tell you that I'm going to read something and you guys discuss it. So first of all, he named his manifesto, My Twisted World, and he says, and I quote, All I ever wanted was to fit in and live a happy life amongst humanity, but I was cast out and rejected, forced to endure an existence of loneliness and insignificance, all because the females of the human species were incapable of seeing the value in me. This tragedy did not have to happen. I didn't want things to turn out this way, but humanity forced my hand, and this story will explain why. Okay. We're going to do 12 quotes. That happens to be the first quote of the whole thing. it right, sounds good. So you, either um, of you guys can go first.
1: Yeah, so right there you see, like, the paradoxical nature of his statements, because on one hand he's um, saying that the people around him did have free will, and he's sort of in the victim role, saying that, um, you know, these people are doing this to me, um, and it could have uh, been otherwise if the world were different. At the same time, he's saying that uh, because it happened this way, I have no choice but to do what I did. So, you know, usually a lot of the time in that victim mindset, you'll attribute free will to everyone around you except yourself. Exactly.
0: And I'm going to, yeah, basically in a certain sense, he's explaining why he did what what he did, but... What I want to note is he's, he's explaining it before the fact. In other words, he's kind of excusing himself. He's saying, well, this is what happened to me. This is why I have to do what I have to do. Where, like, the reality is he didn't have to, like, be influenced by that. I mean, ultimately, it wasn't up to him. I and mean, we have to acknowledge that. But, but in other words, like, I just want to, like, you know, he, he understood that there's these forces that were out of control that molded him. But, you know, a lot of what our show is about is to explain the fine. But that doesn't give us license to do whatever we want, so that's an I just want point. to
2: touch that He did say i do the reason why I'm bringing this up is I do think his manifesto does prove no free will, unbeknownst to him, he's someone who believed in free will, but if you look at his writing, he quote he, i he wrote and I quote, this tragedy did not have to happen i didn't want things to turn out this way, but humanity forced my hand, so he's alluding to the illusion of free will. He didn't want things to turn out this way, but he had to.
0: Right, but as Mike pointed out, he's he's ascribing free will to humanity.
2: Well, we'll get to that. All right, let's get all to right, number, number two. All right, number two. I gotta get. If I had a free will, this would all be uh, okay. <laughs> number two. I'm put it over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number two. Okay, this describes a scene. Well, okay, where he doesn't. He's waiting for something, his laptop being fixed, and he ends up at a gun shooting range. I walked into the range, rented a handgun. I started to practice shooting at paper targets. As I fired my first few rounds, I felt sick to my stomach. I questioned my whole life, and I looked at the gun in front of me, and I asked myself, quote, What am I doing here? How could things have led to this? I could not believe my life was actually turning out this way. There I was, practicing shooting with real guns because I had planned to carry out a massacre. Why did things have to be this way? I silently questioned myself as I looked at the handgun I was holding in front of me. I paid my fee and left the range within minutes, feeling as if I was going to be sick. I spent the rest of the waiting period at the Coffee Bean in Oxnard, where I sat by myself feeling absolutely disgusted. My whole world was twisted. All right, Mike. So anyway, he's describing surprise of him actually being where he is.
1: Yes. So in a way, it's like he's going back to uh, what we brushed on before. He's viewing almost his lack of free will um, and, you know, still attributing it to everyone else. But it's it's very interesting, like the interplay of self-awareness for exactly how he's turning out the way he has and like the bending of his own psychology. Um, while at the same time, like, the lack of self-awareness or just lack of awareness for understanding that, you know, all the perpetrators of all the, you know, evils of what happened to him from his perspective was also, you know, caused by the same lack of um, free will or as you'd call it, causal
0: will. Exactly. And again, like, all right, so... He, he, he mentions that he felt this great disgust by what was happening, you know? But apparently, his belief in free will, his belief that other people had free will, led to him having much more hatred toward those people than disgust toward what he was doing. In other words, like, on the one hand, he's like, he can't believe this is happening. On the other hand, he believes in free will, so these people deserve it, that he's going to, like, you know, exact justice or whatever. So, you know, so again, it's like, this belief in free will... Overrides the, the the hatred and the, the hostility that is evoked from his belief in free will overrides his disgust at, and and you know amazement. But at if he what was so doing.
2: disgusted with what he was doing, why did he just stop?
0: Because his his belief in free will.
2: No, because he didn't have free will. That's that's the thing. If you if you have free will, you would just stop. He knew his world was twisted, and he couldn't stop himself. You would think acknowledgement would be the first step to self-healing. But
0: but, but in terms of, like, in other words, he's got, like, two competing motivations. He's got the the disgust in what what he's doing, but that's not enough to stop him. You know, what's compelling him is that his his belief that these people deserve what he's doing and stuff, and that's a free will belief. In other words, if he didn't believe in free will, he would have, like, felt disgusted, and that would have one out.
2: On, on the Manhattan Show, which we're actually on also here, you often mention to, uh, to myself and other people that life is like a movie. What did you mean by that? Because I think this last passage I read where he is at the shooting range and says, I can't believe that I'm doing this. We can all relate to the fact that like, we're just the observer of, and the witness of our own life. Based on that quote, do you understand where that's coming from? Because he's saying, what am I doing here? Right, He's I, like a witness. I, I've
0: said often, life is like a movie. Right, life, you know. So, Mike, wh- wh- when I say that, what, what do you th- what what do,
1: what do you take that to mean? Well, I think for Elliot Roger, he may have taken that um, a bit too seriously, in that he wanted he saw himself like almost as uh, the broken uh, protagonist of his own life, turning into the antagonist. Yet he wanted everyone to view it as if it were some sort of movie um, that you know, everybody was going to see and almost, you know, that he'd generate, um, in in a way like the love he never actually experienced, um, while he was alive. So it's like a part of him believed he, you know, somehow, um, through his idea of retribution and seeking out justice, like, have you ever seen Death of a Salesman? Um, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, it's like a part of him fantasized about what it would be like uh, when he died and everybody, everyone would be crying at his funeral. Um, so, you know, for him, the belief that, you know, he was like uh, the main character of some sort of, um, you know, of his own fantasy, you know, is is one of the many beliefs that... That led to uh, the tragedies that occurred. And you know,
0: I agree with you. He took this movie metaphor too far. Now he felt that he was locked into this role, and the role part of part of the role was like he's going to like he couldn't like, you know, attract the women, have the kind of life he he wanted while he was living. But he was kind of like going to make himself famous. This act was going to like you know give him the the acclaim or whatever he de- desired. Um, the other part of this is like you know, by exaggerating this this movie metaphor, he's basically taking a fatalist position. Now like we haven't talked much about fatalism. We did a show or two on it, but basically that's when people say, well you know everything is predetermined, so it doesn't matter what I do, you know it does it just doesn't matter. And that's that's the view he felt he was locked into his fate in a, in a way that like that like he couldn't be fated to change it, you know. And, and that's the, the key point we make is like, fine, everything is de- determined, fated, destined, but we are often fated, determined, and destined to make the right choices, to overcome our Yeah, rents. exactly.
1: And we have no idea, um, you know, what the future holds for us still. It's not necessarily fatalistic or, you know, no free will. People often think it's going to um, be, you know, it's a pessimistic attitude to have, but it's not because you could still... Win the lottery, or get the promotion, or even uh, get the girl—you know, whatever people want nowadays. Uh, but
2: okay, well, know, my, my so, premise is this manifesto was proving, unbeknownst to Elliot and his father and everybody, that there's no free will. To write about being at a shooting range with surprise that you're there shows that he's just a witness he doesn't want to be there he, it's like and everybody can relate to the fact he's like in the third person he's taking a step back and saying what am i doing here i'm i can't believe it's coming to this i'm planning a massacre what am i doing here so i think that proves no free will because he's like a witness of his own life anyway let's move on we're running out of time already all right So I want this manifesto to be proof that there's no free will. That's why I'm bringing this up. So number three, unbeknownst to him, because he didn't write this knowing our show and knowing he's promoting, you know, exploring the illusion of free will, no free will. Okay, number three is quick and easy. The final solution to triumph over my enemies was to destroy them, to carry out my day of retribution, to exact my ultimate and devastating vengeance against all of the popular young people who never accepted me and against all women for rejecting me.
0: That is so classic. Right, thank free you, Will. In other words, like, thank you. Now, we, oh, this is unrehearsed. Yeah. You didn't know what Think I was going to. He's there getting it now. It, finally, it fell into Roger understood that nobody had a free will. He wouldn't have been angry at those people. He wouldn't have been seeking revenge at those people. And he people.
2: wouldn't have been writing
0: this. Exactly, because he, so, he wouldn't have been doing that. He he would have been like he might have been angry at the universe. Thank you. But, ah George, well, you're my new hero. Oh, dude, I mean, come on. This is spaces.
2: <laughs> well, this is okay. what the show well, has been I'm about. Bringing, is a, like, I had to read 141 pages. I, go ahead. Ab-
0: absolutely. So that's that you're right. I mean, this is like a classic example of somebody believing in free will and the harm that it causes by generating hatred and animosity. Mike, what do you think?
2: That's Brilliant, thank
1: you. Yeah, I think it's um, definitely free will played a part in that. Um, Everything. In just how he's blaming everyone. But also there are a lot of other false beliefs mixed in there, such as the belief that there are such things as like objectively cool people or the um, belief that you're entitled to whatever you want simply because um, you exist or even because you're nice or good-looking or whatever it is. So, yeah, I want to
0: touch on that, because that's important. In other words, Rod, Elliot Roger was not happy. Okay, now, under the free will paradigm... Which
2: he had. Which he had.
0: Well, not, not just with what my point is, like, not just he had it, but our entire world has it. Right, and it. if
2: there was no free will, this would not have happened, but go ahead.
0: Basically, under the free will paradigm, we say to ourselves, well, you know, like, when as adults... We're gonna do whatever we want. We're gonna think whatever we want. Like, cause, cause, we have free will. We can override our, our, our learning. You know, our educational. In other words, if, if, if Elliot Roger would have been taught That's in, right. in grade school in, in junior high school, in high school, you know, happiness isn't about you know, like, um, you know, getting all the, the, these achievements, these things. He didn't understand how to be happy. In other words, like, if we would have started, like, if really, really early, teach him how to be happy as an adult, you know, whatever he didn't have, he would realize that he didn't need it to be as happy as he wanted to be. So it's just, like, it's a failure of our system, of our society, in teaching him these values. And again, like, people with, uh, who believe in free will say, well, it doesn't matter what you teach them, because as adults, you know, the, the, we can wipe away all that, that, you know, conditioning with our free will. That's not the case. The way we're taught as, as kids is the way we become as adults.
1: Yeah, and also, on top of that, you know, it, th- that's the uh, nurture component. But I think in cases like these, or even, like, Adam, um, what's his name, Lanza, mm-hmm. um, or even, you know, Jim Holtz, like, there's a large uh, nature component, too, which is that, you know, a lot of people are born highly sensitive um, and, you know, very... Um, Yeah, just very sensitive to the world and the environment around them. And, you know, it might have high-functioning autism or Asperger's. And it's very important that, you know, the parents realize that and take that into consideration and maybe not, you know, try and uh, get them to fit into a public school system that may not be completely nurturing of that. Excellent,
2: yeah. Okay, again, I'm trying to go with Elliot Rogers because he wrote 141 pages, and I'm giving you like what George saying, classic examples of why the belief in free will is causing homicide and suicide and why it's such a harmful belief. So let's stick, okay, so here's number one, another one. I hated all those obnoxious, boisterous men who were able to enjoy pleasurable sex lives with beautiful girls, but I hated the girls even more because they were the ones who chose those men instead of me. It was their choice. They are the ones who deprived me of love and sex. All right, so... Another classic
0: example. Nick, this is excellent. In other words, like... So I'm going to ask, like, how would it have seemed... Let's say he didn't believe in free will. That's what I'm trying to get You think he would have said that? No. No. Right. (laughs) He would have said... He would have
2: said, it's unfortunate the universe has compelled other people to choose women to to not want to have sex with me, but it's not. Up, I don't hate people because I, I, I might fear them and not like it. But I don't hate them. It's not up to them. Exactly. I'm going to be mad at the universe. I'm not going to go around shooting people who had no malicious intent. They're not out to hurt me, and they're not choosing anybody. They're compelled to choose. They're choosing. Uh, they're not freely choosing. You know. So, so it's the universe choosing. He wouldn't start hating people.
1: Yeah. That, that's you want to talk
2: about that? Why switch to the next one with eight minutes left? Yeah, that's a perfect
1: example of a combination of. Um, his belief in free will and his own entitlement issues, like thinking. But that if he
2: gave up the free he, will, he wouldn't be hating everyone.
1: Yeah, there'd be that.
2: Nobody would be choosing people over him. They would, he would say the universe has compelled these people you know and it's my life circumstance to not have a girlfriend but I don't hate everybody who's who's not choosing and you he know. might
1: examine He's the cause of the yeah he might examine the cause and effect of his own um, perspective his own worldview which no is that you know his his um, neediness or his entitlement issues actually can get in the way of him actually getting um, you know
0: reject his goals four, yeah. four
2: more quotes we may not get show. through.
0: We may not get through them all. That's all right, because like right. we want to get through them yeah. like in, in, in sufficient detail all so right. they understand. They're great quotes. I got dude. six more, but so okay. here's the thing. Thank you. Yeah,
2: I knew George would see the um, genius in this.
0: <laughs> with yeah, um,
2: I'm saying Elliot Roger proves no free will. I know you're and sp- if there's no free will, it would be a better world that wouldn't have happened.
0: Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's my point. All right. So like if if he didn't believe in free will, you know what he would have also understood is that like. You know, life, life brings suffering to us all, and nobody escapes suffering. Things happen to us all, right? So he would have like, understood that those cheerleaders, those other people, you know, have their problems. You know, the universe is doing stuff to them also, that he's not, like, you know, so unfortunate as, as he believes. And he would have felt compassion toward those people. Yes. When you feel compassion toward people, you don't want to kill them. You don't want to, like, absolutely. Yes,
2: you're getting it. I have it, I, I knew you're. Yeah. I knew you were a genius all along.
1: Though that's also yeah, but this somewhat rehearsed. He's
2: never heard this eh. before. That's what, in either view.
1: Though it's also somewhat nature, since you know empathy is something that uh, can be, you know, not as, um, you know, potent in people on the spectrum. Right, right, right. Be right. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you, and you can't like that's a, that's a good example, Mike. In other words, in society, in the world, you know, somebody has like some kind of like. Um, a brain de- deformity, a, a certain gene, there's, there's a gene called a warrior gene. Certain people have it, they end up in jail and prison much more, um, you know, more so than, than people who don't have it. So, like, you know, mm. w- I mean, y- you have to have compassion for people, though. Like, you, you don't want to, like, allow them to do whatever they want, but still, you know, it, it's not up to them to have that gene or not.
2: If Elliot was raised with no free will, we had more compassion, wouldn't be hateful and re- full of revenge and vengeance to kill everybody. I right, One, two more, okay. Okay. I had nothing to live for but revenge. Women must be punished for the crimes of rejecting me, such a magnificent gentleman as myself. Uh, These are crimes that cannot go unpunished. The more I thought about all these injustices that were dealt to me, the more eager I became for revenge. It's all I had left. I did not want to die.
0: Can you believe that? Revenge. I mean, like, he's, he's, he's driven by revenge. You can't seek revenge. It's impossible to rationally seek revenge against people unless
1: you believe in free will. He's saying
2: the nail on the head, man. This is like, yes, keep going.
1: Exactly, and it shines light on our own institutions even, because the whole entire uh, prison system, the entire justice system, is very much uh, built off the idea of not just uh, protecting society from Uh, the criminals, but punishing them. And so the idea that somehow their uh, suffering like balances Mm -hmm. things out is very much a free will belief that um, is is not conducive towards, you know, the type of society we ideally want. Right. So who creates, and again,
0: I'm saying who just kind of like you know, with with quotation marks, because we're not going to blame them either. But the the, the sectors of society that create Elliot Rogers are first the criminal justice system. The Supreme Court in 1978 said, yes, we have free will, clueless decision, completely mindless. Okay, and the media, the media, every time like there's a there's a story on, on somebody like this, you know, they they fuel that hatred. They want us all to hate them and all. So, you know, what do they do? They create. A world filled with blame and hatred, and eventually, you know, the, 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 the steam, whatever, yep.
1: bursts, and yeah. yeah
2: Evil Elliot Roger they call him. Evil, he's, yeah. like, they want to put him in hell forever.
1: Yeah, it's how wars get started, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, here's yeah. a
2: quote about his father that he, this, is, this could be a little, okay, about why he resents his father. If only my failure of a father had made better decisions with his directing career, instead of wasting all his money in that stupid documentary...
0: Yeah, um, basically, I mean, like his father, like all of our fathers, was raised by his. Doing father. the best
2: they could at the time.
0: Exactly. We're, we're we, we he, he didn't have a free will. We're a product. His father was the product of his environment and his genetics and, and his. So you can't escape that causality. You so might.
2: him resenting his father to that degree doesn't make sense because to say he made bad choices and wasted all the family money, he may shows that Elliot didn't attribute. You know, he attributed free will to his father for screwing him by losing the family money. The father was trying to make money, made did the best decision he could at the time making this documentary. It happened not to work out, and the family lost money.
1: Yeah, it's a perfect example of how the belief in free will can cause people to just completely linger in the past. That's right. And say, uh, this shouldn't have happened, it shouldn't be this way, uh, it should have been some otherwise. other way. It have been if. Been otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And with the belief of uh, no free will or the realization of no free will, you just realize from the Big Bang up to this present moment, it's just... It had to have been this way. It couldn't have been any other way. You're right. And so what happens is when we don't blame people for what should have happened and
0: could have happened, you know, we're left with, like, blaming the universe. That's a lot harder. How do you blame the universe? You know, you, you ask questions like, why is it that way? You, you know, we we certainly don't like a lot of things the universe does. But again, it, it, it's it's much harder to to maintain that kind of blame and hatred toward the universe than it is to to have it, you know, toward each other and all.
2: All right, last one with two minutes left. This is about his stepmother. I would have to, her name's Samaya. I would have to kill Samaya too, but that will be easy. All I will need to do is think about all the hurtful things she said to me in the past as I plunge my knife deep into her neck.
0: Oh uh, that's sick. I mean like Yeah, it's pretty I, sick. I, all right. And so like in terms of like how this thing these things happen like for decades, for decades there have been okay, well. thousands of studies documenting um, how violence in the media, video games, movies, TV Filters out into society. I mean that that imagery of, of stabbing somebody in the neck. That's that's sick. Yeah, that, but all he
2: had to think about all the hurtful things she said to him. I realize, but that. it wasn't malicious intent. Realize, hurt. But, it was the universe but, but saying. But that
0: image, that 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 Im- visualization he comes up with, that's Hollywood. That's straight Hollywood. You know. So in other words, like if we want to create a better world, we got to get rid of all this violence. That 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 fills up people like like his mind. And, and, like, it fills all our minds. In other words, we may not want to kill people, but it's still stuff we have to deal yeah, with. Yeah,
1: because action epics, you know, always portray things as black and white, good versus evil. So... You know, that definitely i'm saying into it. there's
2: a correlation with the free will belief to how homicidal and suicidal he became if he didn't believe in free will he wouldn't have taken his stepmother's words yes they could be slightly hurtful but not to the degree that he felt so wounded that he would think about the words as he's plunging a knife into her neck as it was, again revenge I hear you. Right. so the belief in free will is the problem Thank you. i know but
0: I, i'm saying we have like about 27 seconds left so you're gonna end the show this is your your thing
2: oh well these guys didn't know there was a uh, you know i threw i said i wanted to do an elliot <laughs> roger episode it was the first time they heard. Heard of these quotes. Uh, George got it mostly right. You know, Mike I got it too. Uh, the point is, I wanted to show the world that the belief in free will is what caused Elliot Rogers to go nuts because if he didn't believe in free will, he would have more compassion and not attribute all this horrible things to other people and himself. Thank you.